Hello, welcome. You're listening to Feed, Play, Love, a bite-sized parenting podcast, a place you can find advice, understanding and support as you care for your small humans. I'm Siobhan Hunt. What are the key things that children need to grow and thrive? Food and shelter are, of course, basic needs, but what happens once you meet them? When it comes to resilience and growth, having an understanding of gratitude, identity, well-being, learning and communicating would definitely help. And these are all topics in a new series being developed between Puffin and Smiling Mind. The first book in this series is called The Thank You Present and it was written by Jane Martino. She's a mum and the co-founder of the non-profit Smiling Mind. She joins me now. Hi, Jane. How are you? Hi. Yeah, I'm good. Thank you. Now, most people know about Smiling Mind, but for those who aren't aware of it, tell us a bit about it and what uh, inspired you, I guess, to co-found this particular not-for-profit. Well, I had been through... Oh, a great period of learning and growth for me personally. I had my own business. It was an agency. Uh, I'd grown that to, you know, a staff of 30 and I'd sold it um, over sort of the course of building it up over eight years. I had had three boys in three years in that time. So I had my goodness. Um, And my husband at the time had stayed at home with them, but obviously, you know, I'd had very short periods of time off. And um, yeah, I I think when I sold that business, I actually just took some time out and I spent time with the boys. And by that stage, they were in sort of primary school and early learning. And I just could not help but notice, uh, you know, quite a lot of anxiety amongst those groups of young people, even at that very early age, over things, you know, I was involved in the classroom, in the veggie patch, in the over things that, you know, it was strange to understand why they would start presenting these types of behaviours. And so it just became, I'd had such success with meditation personally and come to it quite late in life. So I, I came to it usually out of, I say, a bit of desperation and sleep deprivation after I had <laughs> my first child. But I found it just unbelievably helpful across all aspects of my life, like at work from a leadership uh, and empathy and connectedness point of view, at home in terms of interpersonal relationships and regulating my emotions and just generally feeling more productive and engaged in life. And so it just kind of got me thinking, what if I had that when I was this age and maybe feeling some of those feelings that were presenting for the young people that I was spending time with? And that's really where the inspiration came from. I know that uh, lots of schools and educators use the Smiling Mind app on the phone. It's free. Um, But what kind of impact have you seen Smiling Mind have on the lives of the children who've learnt from it? Yeah, well, we started nine years ago. So at the time when James and I co-founded the organisation, meditation and mindfulness was definitely not well known nor well respected uh, like it is today. And I th- hopefully we have been part of that movement. That was always our goal to have uh, young people, you know, educators and the general community feel and think about the fitness of their mind in the same way they do about their physical fitness and and, and their body. So obviously we exercise 
and so we can stay physically fit and and we really wanted people to see that it was important to exercise or train your mind in the same way so that definitely we have seen that happen I mean there's a third of Australian teachers across primary and secondary that use our program every day in the classroom now online as well and our platform is 100% online as is you know a lot of our curriculum so we we've definitely got the reach and we're still continuing to get the reach we've got uh, we've had five and a half million people download you know the app and and use it on a regular basis so we've got about 600,000 people who use it monthly if not and more frequently throughout that month so impact wise I think though anecdotally and from the research we've done you know with various institutions it actually has been shown to increase levels of productivity both in the school classroom and through our workplace program and also uh, absolutely reduce the feelings of stress um, and also sleep, so assisting with sleep as well as another big factor that we've found through our research. So they're probably the key impacts in terms of reach and growth, but also in terms of actual efficacy of frequent use of the program. You said before that um, one of the thoughts you had was how much difference would it have made to your life had you learnt these skills sooner. I remember having similar thoughts when I first discovered yoga. Mm. Um, how different do you think the younger generations will be to the ones that came before them, like us, if this kind of training becomes absolutely commonplace? I mean, you've obviously seen a growth already over the last nine years, but if it continues to be accepted as just something we need to teach our kids, what kind of difference do you think it will make in terms of who these children will be when they're adults? Well, that's the bit that excites me the most, I think, out of everything. Like I, and I think it's already happening. I mean, generally, I think our younger people have, you know, there's an increased level of, of consciousness. But what I would say is, I think when James and I first started this, we had such resistance. There are only a few people in the philanthropic community and the education community that that really believed in what we were doing. We had a lot of resistance you know, you shouldn't combine technology and meditation, uh, you know. <laughs> Sorry, that time. sounds so ridiculous. I know. <laughs> I think Instagram wasn't even launched then. So, you know, it's just such a different landscape and we wanted to take something healthy to the kids where they were and where they wanted to be. But the other, the big other piece of resistance was, you know, kids just won't do it. They won't sit still. They won't do it. And And there's the rub for me because actually young people are far closer than any of us are to just dropping into that space, to being really connected with who they are and what they love to do, what brings them joy, being resilient. Like if you think about all those things that, that meditation and mindfulness assist with, they're already closer to it than we are. So, mm. you know, I feel like that's why if we, if we grab young people, they're already open you know, to being that way. And so I think we have a, an opportunity for a future of really engaged, connected young people that have a really high level of self-awareness, um, a much stronger sense of empathy. And I think some really exciting 
you know, courageous leaders. I mean, that's the thing that I, I think as well, it just to feel really connected both to yourself but to things that really matter and then be able to, you know, to take that forward. So, yeah, I, I'm super excited. I think our young people, my boys are teenagers now, but I just think they're fantastic. Yeah, it's a lot of, that's what we need to hear right now <laughs> Hope yeah. for the future. Um, now, talking about the books, uh, the book that's being released now, the Thank You Present, as I mentioned, it's part of this overall series that is being developed along those themes, gratitude, identity, well-being, learning and communicating. How did you come up with those five themes for this particular series? So this really maps to our early learning program. So when we launched, we focused on, we've always had an adult program because even when we were piloting many years ago, the teachers and a lot of the psychologists that work with, you know, the clinicians asked for programs to support themselves. You know, they're like, hey, this isn't just about the people we work with. We need this too. So we've always had a program that spanned sort of prep age right up to adult. But what we hadn't done was a program for early learning. And the reason was that most of the time people say, you know, it's great to introduce it around the age of, of, of five. And we kind of, we just got so much demand from kindergarten um, and, you know, that age group that we looked into it and we looked at the content and we've got someone, a psychologist in-house who develops that up for us, who works with children that age. And it's been one of our biggest growth areas over the last sort of 12 to 18 months. So those five themes are actually the pillars of the content that we use in the classrooms in those early learning environments. And in particular, this book is called The Thank You Present and the theme is gratitude. It doesn't necessarily strike me as the first way to explain gratitude. Obviously, the present, yes, but the, the concepts in the book are quite sophisticated, I would say. I mean, how did you think through the idea of using this as the way to explain gratitude? I guess, I mean, I have used throughout all five, they are all from personal experiences with my own children and also actually brainstorming them with my children who are now teenagers, you know, and and sort of talking about the things that they felt and remember. And I think for me, you know, one of the really, those penny drop moments for for my boys around gratitude, they're always very good with their manners and saying thank you and was was really realising that there's joy to be found from from the gesture of, of giving and being grateful and there's something, it feels really good inside. And so I guess I that where that came from was I was trying to think about, you know, how much kids love getting presents, like yes. obsessed by getting presents. And, and you know, I've seen even, and, and I call my boys on it now, you know, like it's it's not about the getting, it's about the giving. And that's a really, that's a big concept. But once you grab grasp it and once you feel it and actually connect with that feeling, I don't know, I just think it all falls into place. So I, I was trying to tap into something that they could very much relate to and then turn it on its head a bit. So that's kind of where it came from. And also having just experienced moments like that and, and kind of training 
my boys to to give back and and then tap into that feeling of of you know and enjoying someone else's gratitude as well it's so interesting because my next question was going to be it is a very tough concept to teach kids having myself got young children who are obsessed with presents and Christmas now that it's coming up (laughs) well mine still are and they're you know like my eldest is 15 I mean I don't (laughs) it's yeah it's such a you know getting is is exciting for for children and and giving isn't you know that and that concept of of how you feel when you give doesn't necessarily even you don't join the dots with that even often so I think it was sort of around that and then the activities in the back of the book are then meant to extend that personally for for the kids as well and give them opportunities to actually feel it. Yeah I do love the exercises in the back it's nice to be able to extend on it and help them learn a little bit more. Um, So tell us now that you've got teenage boys I know you said you still try um, to teach them gratitude anyway Um, (laughs) but for those of us with small children did you find that when you were teaching them these concepts that you kind of need to be patient seeing the results? Do you know what I mean? Like I, I feel like my children are very good-hearted children, but, you know, they can be brats as well. Oh. And yeah. <laughs> you think, oh, I thought I taught you about gratitude or, you know, being kind or all these sorts of concepts. Uh, and it's not until they've been visiting someone else that people will come back and say, oh, your children are yeah. so beautiful. And I think, yeah. right, well, I never see that. Um, did um, you find that with your own children, that the yeah. concepts you try to teach, they just take time? They take a long time. I mean, I remember how good it was when I felt like almost that period of nagging was over for the manners when it was just like, <laughs> oh, oh, wow, that's finally clicked in. I don't have to remind you every time. You know, so it does, that's the best example of just how long, that that was years, years <laughs> um, being like a broken record. But I think, yeah, I, the best thing I would say is is to also show them. And so, you know, that is really powerful and, and so powerful, in fact, that now over time, so something really cool, you know, I think for kids, no matter how young, is sitting at the dinner table and doing your three great things yeah. um, and, th- you know, the things you're grateful for. And so you make that part of the conversation. And so I do think that, you know, or giving, I, I've, I'd often give them little little cards or little notes and I'd pop it in their lunch boxes for kinder or school. I still do that. I think they get very embarrassed. But, um, <laughs> but, but you know, opportunities where I can express that and perhaps they will never express it in the same way, but they're learning by osmosis. So I think that's sort of the one thing that I found super powerful. And the other thing, as you say, is they, they do, they really do, take it in and they do use it elsewhere even if you're not seeing it every day I like I think that's and and that's you just need to cling to that and appreciate (laughs) um and that really comes together and then when they're older this is the this is the funniest part they will call you on stuff when you're not being grateful or when you're you, you, when you're in a mood or something like that, like my boys will call me on it, which I absolutely love. And that is the biggest test of all. Like if, if your kids are saying to you, oh, mum, you didn't say thank you to that the man in the shop or 
you know, whatever it is. It's like, oh, like that's the biggest test actually. I love it when that happens because it's a bit of a mirror. So <laughs> seems like a double-edged sword, but I take it on face yes. value. Um, Jane, thank you so much for talking with us today. Pleasure. It was great to be here. That's Jane Martino. She's the author of The Thank You Present and co-founder of Smiling Mind. For details on where to get copies of the book, check out the notes in this episode. Feed, Play, Love is a babyology podcast produced and presented by me, Siobhan Hunt. I'd love to hear from you. So if you'd like to get in touch, email me at feedplaylove at theparentbrand.com.au. See you next time.